Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, Mystic fam. It's your girl, Kira the Healer, and you are listening to Mystic Mommy Podcast. Today, we are going to be delving into some conversation about divination. Uh, First off, I wanted to announce the winner of the giveaway. Um, It is the user Purple Kisses on Instagram, and um, she is going to be receiving a nice little box filled with my uh, seven-day chakra tea. She's also going to receive a clear quartz crystal, a black tourmaline crystal, a stick of palo santo, uh, some of my onshun elixir for her body um, to make it nice and shimmery and shiny. Um, Also a nice, beautiful uh, toner that she can use is mixed with lavender and rose water, also a face wash. So she is going to be receiving all of those with lots of light and love, and I hope she enjoys it. I also want to thank everyone else who have been um, showing me love on Instagram and um, actually giving me a listen and allowing me to speak and use my voice as a platform Uh, For all the other spiritualists who are out there or baby witches and other baby spiritualists uh, who are trying to get into this field and understand and get in tune with themselves and understand um, the knowledge of their ancestors. And um, I want to thank you all for actually giving me a listen and and hearing me out. Um, So once again, thank you. And we're going to get into this episode. Um, I also want to do, instead of a card of the day, I did a spread of the day. So um, I used my tarot deck this time, and I did a draw. It was just a three-card draw, and the question that I asked was, is this the right time to move? I just want to reflect on the situation that I'm going um, through right now, and uh, me and my family are, are very tied between if we want to move, Um, move or not, where we're currently living in a situation, it's not very ideal for me. Um, I'm kind of ready to move on so that I can grow spiritually, physically, mentally, everything. I just need my sanity back. Um, But uh, so we're just going through that a lot. So I decided to, hey, why not do a card because I've been so conflicted. Um, But once again, the cards never lie. (laughs) And um, so I pulled the Queen of Swords uh, on the left to the far left. And then um, in the middle, I have the two of pentacles. And then on the the far right, I have the king of pentacles. And this is, oh, it's crazy how accurate it is because I've been so erratic with this whole movement thing. It was like, oh, we shouldn't move. Oh, we should move. Oh, should we move into, you know, a house or an apartment? Should we rent? Should we buy? What should we do? And it's just so confusing. But um, even yesterday, I had started to think that maybe moving isn't a good idea. However, the cards reassured me that it is. Um, so the page of, I'm sorry, the queen of swords is definitely, um, a representation of me. Um, she likes her solitude. She likes to do things on her own. Um, she's basically who is consulted when things are needed to get done. Um, the queen is very, you know, wise after everything that she's been through. Um, kind of like, you know, mother knows best. So that is the queen of swords, which I feel is a representation of me. Um, also to the, um, the far right, which would be the king of pentacles. 
Um, he is, I feel like it was a representat- representation of my husband. Um, he can be a little bit stubborn, a little bit stingy. Uh, he kind of do things that benefits him, which has kind of been this whole moving situation. Um, we've been going back and forth. So uh, he is just not used to carrying a lot of responsibility as much as I have because I grew up a whole lot quicker than him. Um but he definitely always has, you know, he's he's a very kind person. You know, he's a kind king. He's very sweet. He's very generous. But things definitely have to serve him a purpose if he's going to do something. Um, so I feel like that was a representation of my husband. And then the two of pentacles, um, which represents a juggler. Um, and the juggler <clears throat> basically is carrying a load of weights and responsibility and um the basically that I, I feel like that also related to me how I felt. Um so the juggler is carrying so much and dealing with so much. Um they try to balance and juggle so many things so that they don't have to deal with the reality or the overwhelming amount of emotions that they're dealing with. Um and basically in order to get into control of the situation that they need um, they need a change of scenery or um, a, a move. They need to move from where they're at. And I hit on the nail that basically like solidified the situation. But um, that was the spread that I did for today. I really loved it. Um, I love getting clarity and guidance, which is what this is a good welcoming into the divination episode that I have for you guys. Um, so I am so excited. I did so much research. This is probably going to be a longer podcast episode than the others. So this is a nice sweet treat um, because I'm not giving you guys a meditation or a mini-sode. Um, I think next week's episode, you guys are going to love so much too, because it is very awesome. There's also going to be a nice little prize with that. Um, So let's go ahead and let's delve into this. Um, So what is divination? For those of you who do not know what it is, it is uh, the act of delving and seeking for knowledge of the future or the unknown. So what would someone use that like divinations for, uh, divination for, cause you don't necessarily have to be like an oracle or a mystic or, uh, you know, like call yourself a psychic or astrologer or tarot reader. You don't have to be any of those things, um, to do divination because there's so many different techniques that you can use. Um, I am very eclectic, so I don't stick to one thing. Um, so I like to use many different forms of divination to be able to help myself get clarity. Um, so like I was saying, divination helps us look into the future. It helps us solve problems, overcome obstacles, issues, and we can use it for clarity and readings. Um, divination is a very old ancient form of witchcraft that was developed and has many techniques, um, new techniques that have developed over centuries. It was used in ancient Egypt, uh, in Greece, especially by the Oracle of Delphi, uh, Celtic and Germanic tribes and many African and Native American tribes have used divination to help them, uh, move forward in life and make, you know, the right decisions, um, So to use divination tools and techniques, the first thing which you're going to hear through for basically almost everything um, to use for divination, you're going to need to meditate. 
Uh, also, enhancing your psychic abilities helps with using different divination tools. So um, to enhance psychic abilities, you can listen to my clear audience, um, sorry, clear, my clear senses podcast, which was episode seven, uh, so that you can get a better sense of what Um, Oh, actually, that was episode six. The Clear Senses was episode six, um, so that you can get a better use of what, um, oh my God, it was actually episode five. What the hell? I have did so many freaking podcasts. This is crazy. Okay, so episode five, I talk about the Clear Senses um, and also kind of like little tools and techniques you can do to be able to... um, enhance your abilities. You can also DM me and ask me how you can um, enhance them depending on what kind of psychic abilities you have. If it's whether it's clear audience, clear sentience, um, or clairvoyance. Um, Some people could have many, which is awesome because you can use those uh, to help during divination. Um, So of course, some of the tools might stick better um, than others and some might be more favorable than others. But the best way to do so to connect and get clear messages is by meditating and making sure um, that we're not only enhancing our psychic abilities, but we have a clear head to receive the messages correctly and clearly. Also in a quiet place without distractions so that we're able to see clear, concise messages. It is always helpful to call on your spirit guides, your ancestors, guardian angels, or any deities you feel connected to or spirits that you feel connected to. Sometimes we need guidance and help from our wiser ancestors and they are able to see things that we cannot because they are in a different realm or what people call the other side. Um, So a lot of the times when I'm doing like Reiki or I'm doing any kind of, um, not necessarily divination all the time, but like healing, I call on my ancestor, um, a specific one. Her name is Mama. And Mama is, um, I have a, I never met her, but I do have a picture of her. And she was a Sha woman who lived in a village in South America, um, in Guyana and the Amazon. And um, she basically was like a medicine woman. She did a lot of healing. So whenever I do my healing, I call on her. Um, sometimes when I do divination, I call on her, but um, mostly it's really a lot of healing and Reiki that I, I call on Mama. So whoever, what ancestor you feel connected to, you can use them. Um, I know people who do more deeper spirit work, um, who also connect with like pixies and fairies and um, other spirits and deities. But you feel free to call on whoever it is that you call on, especially if you practice Santeria or Yoruba, um, Voodoo, Hoodoo. When you're doing divination, you're going to call on whatever spirit, whatever guide, um, whoever it is that or whomever it is that helps you get those clear, concise messages, whoever is working with you. Um, So, yeah, you can choose whoever you like, depending on your practice or if you're eclectic, eclectic like me Whoever you use, just continue to use them. You don't have to pick a specific person. I almost said Pacific. A specific person, um, just whoever you feel connected to or whomever you feel connected to. Um, whoever, whomever you feel is appropriate for the situation. Um, so divination tools, the most common one um, we're going to get into is Oracle and Tarot Cards. Um, whenever I do Oracle or tarot cards, I cleanse the deck with Sage or Palo Santo. Um, I also keep my tarot cards on a giant selenite block. 
um, it cleanses it. But I also um, make sure that after a while I have to cleanse the selenite because a lot there's a misconception that selenite doesn't need to be cleansed, um, and it does. Citrine is the one is the one crystal that I know for sure that doesn't need to be cleansed. It's just self cleansing. Um, but selenite does need to be cleansed. So I definitely, I cleanse the selenite. Um, you know, not every single time that I place the deck on there because it's able to absorb a lot of that energy. But every once in a while, I'll clean your selenite. Um, remember by moonlight, you could cleanse it with Reiki, you could cleanse it with um, Palo Santo, or you could cleanse it with some sage. Just make sure you're cleaning it. Um, I always call on my ancestor and spirit guides during the guy. Um, for guidance. And at the end, I always thank them and the divine creator. Um, during tarot, whether a reading for me or someone else, I usually ask a question or have them ask. And then I shuffle and scan the cards with my hand. Um, for me to pick the best cards or the to pick the cards to help with the reading, I pull where the energy pulls me um, to the card and I do a spread. My usual go-to spreads is the cross. Um, which is about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's about 10 cards. And I do like six down the bottom, two on the side, two on the other side. Um, and the cross is usually my favorite. I also do the three card spread, which is very easy peasy. And you get a general reading from it, but it, it definitely helps a whole lot with your situation with understanding. Um, you know, whatever questions that you have. And with Tara, you can do readings that help determine fates of relationship, which I have done many times. Else with determining moves in careers um, or actual moves into houses, which is what I did, uh, relationships and overall life. Um, another form of divination um, that's closely related to tarot is playing cards. Uh, playing cards, which appeared in the 14th century by the nomadic gypsies when they had left India and traveled to Europe and Asia. Um, and when I say playing cards, I mean like casino cards. Like they can, you can make tarot cards from anything or anything can be used from tarot cards. Um, so I want to say the playing cards actually probably came before uh, tarot cards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it can be used just like tarot. Each symbol and character is translated just like tarot. Uh, each one has a meaning and you can do the same thing. Ask a question and do a spread. Um, just make sure that you write down what each card means. So if you have like three of hearts, the three of hearts might mean this. If you have like a, a king of spade, then the king of spade means this. So make sure that you just have a good understanding of what each card means. Um, unless you're going to do like intuitive read and everything is just um, up for interpretation if that's how you're going to do it. Um, also, uh, if you're Mexican, well, you don't have to be Mexican, but uh, Mexicans have something. Uh, it's a game that they play. It's called Loteria. Um, so like lottery and they have Loteria cards and the Loteria cards um, look very much. If you've seen it, it looks very much like uh, tarot cards. Um but they actually use it for a game. But um, I've heard many people who use the Lotaria cards as um, for divination or tarot cards. Um, you could also make your own tarot cards from paper. Like you could draw them up and this means that. And all, all you really need is your intuition, your psychic abilities or um, your ancestors, your, you know, your um, guardians, those who are watching over and protecting you to help you guide. You don't necessarily need anything specific um, like, 
you know, people think that you have to have all these fancy schmancy stuff and you really don't. Um, the sing the, you know, the most basic things are, um, able to help you do some divination, which is why I'm making this episode. I don't, people, when you, they think you do witchcraft or when they think that you're, um, doing any kind of spiritual work that you need all these crazy, fancy, expensive tools. And honestly, you really don't you can have the most basic stuff and be able to receive an answer just as good as, you know, these fancy, you know, $50 tarot cards or whatever. You can literally get a piece of paper. You can print them out. Hey, if that's, you know, if you don't have the means to do it, you can do it that way too. Um, so don't feel that you have to be forced or pressured into buying these expensive things to become, um, or to practice your craft. You don't need all of that. Um, so we're going to go to Oracle cards. I love Oracle cards. Um, they're also used to receive intuitive information and they help one receive inner knowing from the divine energy. You can also use these to make a spread. Uh, once again, you ask a question, uh, when pulling, send an attention, um, definitely ask for your spirit guides and ancestors, uh, who or who, whomever you work with, you can also use the oracles with tarot cards. Um, it's just easier if you the themes match. Um, if the themes of the tarot cards match, so if you have like a darker theme, you would use a darker theme um, oracle and a darker theme tarot. And then if you were gonna do like a angel deck of oracles, you would definitely want to use an angel deck of um, of tarot cards. Um, and these help with getting clarity and a, a way deeper reading. Um, let's move on and we're going to get to pendulums. So you can literally use anything as a pendulum. You can literally make your own, even if you took a string and tied a rock at the end of it, it just has to be something, um, like yarn, string, anything. Um, and then you have to tie something heavy at the bottom of it. It's really just all about the energy and intention that basically helps with this. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a crystal, you know, um, but you can make a pendulum out of anything. Uh, first, you would meditate, have a clear mind, and ask a question. The reason why I'm saying always meditate and have a clear mind is because you don't want to set expectations and receive the wrong message. Or if you receive a message, you're not be accepting to it because it's not what you want to hear. So always make sure you have a clear head and you, are, you always say you are receptive to receiving all messages, um, whether it's good or bad. So uh, with pendulums... Um, you have to use clear, concise questions that have a yes or no answer. After asking the question, you would hold the pendulum in the air and allow it to swing back and forth. Do not use the momentum in your hand to make anything, um, you know, move all crazy or how you would want it to. And make sure there's no draft in the room when um, you are asking so that it's not moving on its own or how it, like, you know, it. It's supposed to move on its own, but you don't want the wind just knocking it all over the place. You should also be seated and relaxed. Make sure you set no expectations so that you can get a clear answer. Set a motion for each answer. So, um, for example, up and down means yes, left to right means no, or clockwise for yes, counterclockwise for no. Um, so you could just write your answer down or you could ask your answer and then... <laughs> Um, sometimes you can even like write yes or no on a piece of paper and just hold the pendulum over it and just see if it's how it's circling clockwise or counterclockwise. So pendulums are very easy to use for divination. Um, so let's move on to scrying. That's one of my favorite uh, things to do, scrying. So um, crystal balls. 
is number one, of course, because I have one and I love crystal balls so much. Um, I used to use crystal balls a lot when I was doing darker spirit work. Um, so many years ago, I believe I talked about this before, I was a Wiccan. Um, being a Wiccan didn't align with my path or my ancestors' path. Um, I did a lot of, now I do a lot of light work, um, not to say anything bad about Wiccans. I love Wiccans. I learned a lot about the moon. I learned a lot about deities and nature. And I really love Wiccan. It's just, um, my ancestors, like Wiccans, a, a more neo-pagan, uh, religion. I don't really like to follow, uh, religions. I'm very eclectic. So I like to do things, uh, my way and just take a little bit of everything, um, from everyone, because I think that a lot of different religions and practices have really cool things. So I didn't want to just settle for one. Um, also, my ancestors, uh, they practice, a, I mean, I'm from a lot of, I'm from Native American roots on both my mother and my father's side. So I just like to be eclectic and take, you know, what is good for me from everything. Um, but definitely because of the Native American, lots of nature, um, and contacting with your guys and your ancestors. Um, but with crystal balls, I use it, um, I used to use it for spirit work. Once again, you would meditate, ask your spirit guides, ancestors, or any deity that you work with for guidance, um, to help you see what you need to see. Make sure you sit, um, you are accepting to all messages, um, and then you usually would, or you would typically see images or masses form within inside the ball. Like it would look like shadows. So make sure you're paying attention to colors and shape, maybe people. If a thought pops in your head when you see something, make sure you're writing all of that down to help you decipher um, what it is that you need. Um, when doing scrying, you can also use cheaper methods. You don't have to get a crystal ball because they are pretty expensive. Um, so um, if you don't have the means for it, you can also use a bowl of water, just like a crystal ball. Um, using a darker bowl of water, to me, it just helps me see images a little bit better. Uh, make sure that it's very bright in the room when you're doing it because you don't want the darkness to manipulate anything, um, which is really funny because when you see like those gypsy uh, television shows or when you go into like a, you know, um, a tarot card or um, some kind of astrologers, like a uh, place of business, they always have like, uh, it's the crystal ball there. And then it's like very dark in the room, but me, I need, um, I need, I need a lot of light, but, um, for scrying, I, I prefer a darker bowl and some water, um, so that I'm able to see the images better. I once again, use it in the same manner as the crystal ball. It's, the, it's basically the same exact thing. You would want to set it on the table, make sure it's still so that you're able to grasp anything that you see. Um, even when things might be like, did I just see that? Like, yeah, make sure you write it down because that might be a very important message. Um, so you can also use tea leaves and uh, you pick your favorite tea, make sure it's loose leaf, um, get your hot water, um, and then meditate, ask a question, close your eyes and meditate, ask a question, and then you're going to drink it up. The remaining leaves will form images. Um, remember to be accepting of everything. Make sure you write down feelings. Um, if there's images, you you know, um, like for example, let's say, 
the tea leaves form something that looks like a snake. You will write down the snake because animals are very important. Animals are always a representation or symbolism of warnings, omens, or things forthcoming in our lives. I mean, it could definitely be something positive for sure, but um, whatever it is, make sure you're writing it down. And like I said, always be accepting of the messages you're receiving. Um, so another cool thing is incense reading. This is probably one that I can honestly say I never did or got into. Um, I did have an ex who, I think I spoke with him before on an episode. He was a santero and he did incense readings and <clears throat> he would basically, um, light incense and he would read the smoke. So just like I said, you meditate, you think spirit guides and ancestors, you ask your question, be receptive be very receptive and look at the smoke. Make sure you write down any images that you can see in that form in the smoke, whether it's shapes, animals, any images that come to mind. It might be faces or something. You make sure you write that down. And all kinds of smoke words. It doesn't have to be incense. It could be like charcoal, like when you're burning the charcoal, when you put your herbs on it. Um, it doesn't have to just be the incense stick. So um, just you can do, you know, um, smoke readings as well. Um, also, you can do flame or fire readings. And um, you would basically light a candle, ask for messages to be received. Um, once again, always thank your spirit guides and ancestors. Um, and like all the other methods, you would just write down what you see. Um, a lot of the ones that I have listed uh, require psychic abilities or guidance from your ancestors and spirit guides. So make sure you are definitely receptive to what you might see, hear, smell, taste, any of that. Because sometimes you could be doing divination for, um, let's say, for example, you're doing scrying for um, with a crystal ball. You might feel something. And it, you might not have seen it, but you might feel something. And it's because you're asking for it. You're asking to be receptive to the messages. And sometimes it gets wonky and you might not receive the message through what you thought you were going to, you know, the channel or the avenue you thought you was going to receive it through. So you basically still take it and accept it for what it is um, because you're still receiving your message, whether it was what you initially planned it to be or not. Um, so we can move on to something a little bit deeper and darker, which is spirit boards. I am going to give a disclaimer. Um, spirit boards also can be used to open portals and welcome energy leeches, demons, low vibing entities. So it's not my tool of choice. I have been there and done that as far as the dark stuff, um, and I know there's always going to be the argument of what is light work, what is dark work, because witchcraft is witchcraft. Very true, especially when you do um, cleansing, when you are doing healing work, um, when you are trying to get rid of all those low vibing energies, you have to interact with them. You have to deal with them on some sort of level, especially when you do Reiki and you're dealing with the client who has a lot going on. You definitely can feel what they're feeling. So um the other day, um, I have we I have a Reiki group, and we also um, share practices amongst each other. Um, 
So we'll send it back and forth to each other. And I was really going through a lot that day at work. I was just stressed. I was just, I literally cried on the way to work. I was just so over everything. And um, I lasted through the whole day of work. When I got off, she offered a trade and we took a trade. And she told me that um, she got a sense of sadness and she wanted to cry when she did my session. So no matter what you do, no matter what kind of work you do in the spiritual world, um, you're going to have to interact in some kind of shape, where form with negative energy, whether you're getting rid of it and you're telling it it is not welcome, it's not you know able to be here, you're still going to interact with it on some level, even if it's not direct. Um, there's still some going to be some form of interaction. Um, but spirit boards, I do not recommend, but I'm still going to tell you about them um, because it's a very popular one that people do. Um, but they definitely open portals to energy leeches, low vibing energies, um, and demons. Um, I, If you believe that they're demons or negative energy, dark energy, um, parasites, it welcomes those things. So I personally don't use it. Um, I if you're going to use it, you have to ground yourself, protect yourself, even though I really don't recommend it. Just make sure you're protecting yourself and you're doing the right things. Um, you are inviting and welcoming all kinds of energies. Um, so you might be thinking you are inviting sweet granny Esther to be helping you get answers and you're inviting, you know, fucking incubuses to come kill you or suck you dry while you're asleep at night. So be very careful. Um, the spirits usually take charge of what needs to be asked. So you just ask and they usually give you the answer. Um, you would hold your hand over the planchet um, and they would guide you when you ask your question. They would just move it. Um, you could also make your own spirit board using paper and pen or a cloth. Um, anything could be used as a planchet. You can use paper, napkin, or a cloth. Uh, you will write <clears throat> like a board. You would just write down yes or no on it. And the letters um, go crazy when you create your own board. Like it's a representation of you. Um, so you would do that however you wish to do um, when creating your board. But basically the lettering, um, the yes or no, that has to be on there. So you're able to receive your clear, concise messages. And um, you basically, you know, ask to receive the message. And um, yeah, you write down the letters that you received to see, you know, what the answers that you got. Uh, you could also use a piece of paper and pencil. Um, however, do this stuff at your own risk. Or um, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> advising you to do that. I remember when people were doing that Charlie Charlie challenge and. Um, that was really fucking crazy. Like it was really, really crazy because, um, I know some people was like, oh, it's fake. It's fake. But I don't know. Like there's some really dark shit out there. So you have to be careful and protect your energy at all costs. Just saying. Um, also let's move on, get away from this dark stuff now. And, um, let's get into some more divination techniques. So there's also, um, cloud divination. So, this is something you could do in the day when you're at the park, laying down um, on the grass or wherever in the park, looking up in the sky at the beach. Um, once again, always ask, thank your spirit guides and ancestors or whomever you work with. You lay down and you look up, close your eyes and meditate, look into the sky and ask a question. Use colors and shapes. 
uh, and forms to write and see so that you can a- you're able to interpret. Once again, animals are always something that's big to me because they are a big symbolism and representation of things. Um, I'm going to be honest with clouds of a nation. It's a little tough for me because I always see like puppies on a skateboard or like elephants with like a flower in its head or something weird. Um, Snoopy, you know, with, with, with it, what was his name? Woodstock on top of the dog house. I've seen that in the cloud before. So, um, clouds are also a form of divination. And with that, all you need is your eyes. You don't even need anything fancy schmancy to do that. Um, also one of my favorite things, uh, dreams for divination. Uh, this relates to that podcast, um, that I had made basically that was based on dreams, um, which was like, it was, uh, it was the last podcast, um, and it was on dream weaving, dream analysis, and journaling and stuff like that. And that's basically what this one is about. Um, so for dreams, you would basically, you know, before you go to bed, pray, ask an intention before, um, and you use, you know, you can use this as a tool for divination. Um, when you go to when you go to sleep, um, when you you would dream, wake up in the morning, you would write down, or well, you would ask your ancestors, um, spirit guides, or whomever you work with, to allow you to dream and send you messages. Ask to please receive and keep your messages. Um, I, my sister actually taught me that one because I was having a problem where my dreams were being taken away from me, and it was not fair. Um, but now I do pray, and. Um, I've been having very clear, vivid dreams. I actually had a dream of a crocodile last night. It was very crazy because it was trying to attack me. Um, But I got away and my sister actually killed it, even though it ended up backfiring on me because they were going to lock me up for killing it, even though I didn't do it. But shout out to my older sister um, because she killed the crocodile in my dream, which was really cool. (laughs) But um, just make sure when you're writing down your dreams, when you wake up, you... Um, write down the dreams, the symbolisms, the colors, mood feelings, animals, anything that you see, um, especially the stuff that sticks out. Uh, for example, my sister told me the night before she had a dream. Um, it was a really weird dream and there was a chicken in there. She said that made a cameo twice. So if a chicken is making a cameo in your dream two times, that means something. Um, also make sure you're asking a question. You're setting that intention on what messages you want to receive. I think I have a visitor in here. Um, somebody keeps making a lot of noise. Um, we're going to use also eggs for divination. Um, I like to use eggs for or cleansing. Um, my favorite tool to do a cleansing is an egg, and it's very, very basic. Um, they are great for divination. They are great for cleansing as well. Um, so for divination, you would run the egg through an incense or sage. You would pour water into a clear ga- glass. You ask questions, set an attention, and crack eggs into water. Um, crack the egg into the water and read. Um, bubbles, spikes, lines all have meaning to help decipher the knowledge that you need. Um, so like any kind of abnormalities you might see inside of the egg yolk um, that will help you determine your reading. I can always make podcasts going a little bit deeper into that, um, like deciphering what it actually means. Um, so, I mean, just let me know, but you can use eggs for divination. Um, and to end this, I am going to um, let you guys know that you can use 
anything. I can honestly keep going on all the useful tools or super easy tools you can just use in your household to use divination. Um, however, because I can't, I'm going to recommend a really good book. Um, I have not finished it yet. I just started reading it, um, which is the inspiration for this podcast. And it's called A Curious Future by Kiki Zomabrowski. Um, I really love it because my uh, nickname is also Kiki, so this definitely spoke to me. I'm going to make sure that I post it on my Instagram page, uh, which is at mystic.mommy.podcast, which is the at uh, M-Y-S-T-I-C dot M-A-M-I dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Most of the ones I listed, I believe, are, uh, well, most of the ones that I listed in this podcast are ones that I have used maybe... um, even if it was only one time, I have used it before. Um, and I used it in the past. However, she has like a billion of tips and like tricks and tools inside of the book that can be used for divination. Um, I'm also having another giveaway. So make sure you stay tuned to the next next episode for that. Also, once again, I do want to shout out um, to my listener and um, a follower on my Instagram page in New Jersey. See, um, I'm going to be sending out the package later this week. So I really hope that you enjoy that. Um, I want to thank everyone again um, for listening and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I want you guys to stay tuned for next week because I got something really special for you guys and I think you guys are going to love it. Um, I really love you guys. I adore you guys so much. Um, Please leave me feedback, comments, and tips. Um, Anything that you would like to hear um, on my podcast page on Instagram. And once again, that's mystic, period, mommy, period, podcast, M-Y-S-T-I-C, period, M-A-M-I, period, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend or week, and I will talk to you guys later.